All right, and we are kicking off another episode of Cross Street Coaching. And today with me, I have a new guest, a new coach, Corey. And Corey, how do you like to be introduced? Oh, man, that's interesting. So uh, thanks a lot for bringing me on your station here, uh, Mr. Jason. Uh, It's totally an honor and a pleasure to be interviewed and talk with you today. I guess I would like to introduce myself. Um, Again, as you mentioned, I'm an aspiring coach, also a writer. Um, I'm a total nerd for sociability. Um, Essentially, what that means is how humans and interact in a positive manner, social engagement. Um, So I just really want to, you know, help people help people by inspiring one to inspire many others, you know, like a ripple effect uh, to uplift the world, man, in a way. Simple terms. Yeah. <laughs> uplift the world. Yeah. Man. Very admirable goals. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, you know, you, you said that you're a, a new coach, an aspiring coach, a writer, and you're very interested in sociability um, and sociology. Where should we start? Oh man, that's, that's I would say let's let's start with let's start with sociability. Let's start with that. All right, talk to me. What does that mean to you? You you kind of gave us a little bit on your first kind of introduction about what it means to be um, to be interested in sociability. But how would you define it? And tell me about how you got into it. All right, so I would define quantitative. You know, I would define sociability is a pleasant human action uh, between one or more individuals. Um, for me, I've always been like a very charismatic individual, um, always fun, loving, outgoing. I just, I genuinely love people. Like everyone who comes around me, they're like, bro, you're really good with people. That's because I love people. (laughs) Um, so just kind of mapping back my life, uh, you know, with my memories and stuff, I, uh, my first venture was, you know, as an entertainer. So I was like a positive music artist uh, doing a lot of live performances. However, it wasn't really uh, clicking within me that it was my strength. It was something I was good at. So as I started to go more into a management uh, networker, communicator type of role, then progressively we started to accelerate, make more connections, produce more opportunities at a quicker rate. Uh, so I kind of fell into that networking role. And since then, man, I just settled in. I just, you know, been doing more of what I love, which is connect with others. And now I'm trying to add the, the helping um, extension on top of that. Uh, my prior company is called Selfless Music Group. Just a really brief uh, description of it. Uh, the caption was, um, filling the gaps in creativity one resource at a time. Uh, Essentially, we were to be the connector for independent artists to the resources that they need. Again, that's going to be that help, uh, being able to support others in that manner uh, without taking the reins and really, you know, leading them towards a specific outcome. Uh, That's going to be more on the coaching element that I'm trying to get into now. Nice. So let's stay with your background a little bit because you, I heard a few things that you said that obviously being in the entertainment industry and being an entertainer, uh, that you wanted to make positive music. Can you kind of expand upon that a little bit about what that means? Yeah. So, um, what I call it these days is was positive impact music. So we, um, did a little bit of me and my friend, his name's canvas, you know, um, and it was another friend we had, his name was, uh, Chris. He went by, um, MC Modern Christian, that's what he went by at the time. And we ran as Brothers of the Wise. So it was like a fusion of Christian hip hop with uh, minor, you know, secular music, but there was very minimal cursing involved. Most of the time, it was no cursing at Mm -hmm. all. Uh, The content was very encouraging, inspiring. Uh, We had a song 
called Embrace, Embrace Them All, uh, which essentially is just saying like, hey, you know, new faces, different races, who cares, different places, you know, we embrace them all, you know, love your fellow man, love your fellow sister, and just, you know, enjoy the company of, you know, humanity, honestly. Another content like that, we had another song called Dreams and Bad Habits, we, you know, we, a little discography, but, you know, that was the content most of the time, that was the intention. To encourage and inspire. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of faith-based and worship music, usually traditionally you kind of see, hey, it's a live band and you're bringing in, you know, where I think the most exciting music is probably being made today is in hip-hop and hip-hop culture. Yeah. So how was your music received if it's, you know, you're saying, hey, we're going to have minimal cursing, we're going to have a, a positive impact. How did it go? It was honestly very well. Um, before we disbanded, well, one of the gentlemen, the MC, um, he settled into his career, you know, got married and started to really grow and advance his life. So he decided to discontinue. Mm-hmm. So then it left me and Canvas. And then we together continued our streak. We did over 70 shows in three years um, throughout the Orlando area. Um, it was, so we was very well received. We participated in, you know, ciphers, which is essentially little um, groups of people who, you know, express their art via freestyle and or a verse, etc. Um, there was one performance in particular, well, two performances really. Um, so when it was just he and I, Canvas and myself, um, we went to a club downtown. It was like a hip hop club. So it wasn't like, you know, going out to dance. We was going there to perform. And we did a song that we was working mm-hmm. on and the entire place was jumping and they were singing our lyrics and, you know, participating in a chorus. And then another time was when we were at a, like a, a youth church event. And my friend, he, you know, had just put out his single and this would be our first live performance as him was being a solo artist and when he came around a second time literally again the whole entire place was jumping we was on stage we was dancing man we had such a great time my mom was there our mentor at the time was there uh we was working with a nonprofit. uh shout out to tyrone mitchell he was our you know mentor slash uh the ceo of that organization um so we did a lot of work with him over the years performances community events man we're just very involved with the community that was our audience was the community essentially but it's yeah, I mean, well, it sounds like a blast. Very well received, man. We had a lot. We had so much fun. <laughs> we had so uh, much. Fun. Yeah, I can tell. I, I mean, just it seems like just thinking about that memory is bringing a smile to your face. I'm feeling yeah. energy. It sounds <laughs> like it was a blast. A great time. Yeah. So then you said uh, that you had started to move away from the front of the stage and realizing that you were more of a connector. So talk to me about how you knew that and what that transition was like. If everything in you, you have this great support, you're throwing parties, you're connecting with people in your community, um, faith-based, worship-based, you have nonprofits going. I mean, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would take you away from that? It was a lot of fun, man. Um, so honestly, it was the the writing um, me, when it comes, I was more of a freestyle artist. So when it came to writing lyrics, writing songs, it, it just didn't flow as seamless as, you know, I imagined to be as at that point, an experienced artist. Um, for the majority of the time, you know, unofficially, I was the one booking the shows. You know, I was making the phone calls to the churches. I was making some phone calls to the community leaders. I was looking online to see what events we can get in contact with. I was creating the email templates, sending the emails, creating the, the social media content, you know, created the web, the 
the SoundCloud so we can have a place for our music. I promoted the music on Facebook, you know, with direct messaging to my peers all around the city. So that's just something I did naturally. I just that's something that I, you know, I enjoy doing it again, as opposed to uh, writing lyrics and being in the studio and trying to force myself to create content. Um, so the transitional period that you're referring to, um, I kind of theorized the concept called the law of transferable skills. So essentially what I did was reflect on the abilities that I already had that were effective and how I was using them at that time was music. And I started to transition. Okay, so if I'm a writer and I'm not, I'm struggling to do music, well, let me try to write about something that I'm actually interested. And that's kind of what encouraged me to get more into poetry. And then eventually now I'm writing like full articles about sociability and success, uh, mindset, um, startups, you know, startup business, having managed a company for two years until COVID-19 hit. Um, so just that transitional period, um, the perspective, again, of it being a transferable skill of me not necessarily learning something new, but repurposing something I'm already good at to get more success. So that's the best way I can explain it. I mean, it makes sense to me. So you yeah. <laughs> find out that this kind of secondary skill you have, which is all the, right. the booking and communicating and social media is something that you actually enjoy doing. And you kind of marry that up with, with what you like to do. And then you said transferable skill. So how yeah. did you find coaching from that transferable skill from realizing that you have a knack for, for communicating? Well, so I would say that it was the combination of, you know, the charisma, being in the front line, enjoying talking to people, creating opportunities through events um, to give other artists a platform to express their art. So that front end ability of just connecting and working with individuals and finding joy in that. And then there is the marketing aspect, if you will, the content creation, the writing element um, of me, again, accepting myself as a writer, even if it's not for music specifically. Uh, so once I started to write more things that I enjoy, sociability, again, success, mindset, you know, habits, etc. Um, quotes, you know, I love to write quotes and stuff. So when I put, you know, a skill being um, frontline, sociable, good with people with the B skill of, you know, writing, writing content that makes sense and adds values to people within my interests, you put those two things together and boom, coaching comes into play. I believe I would make a good coach because I'm good with people. And I like to create content to add value to the individuals I come across. So that's kind of my thought process. Very cool. It sounds like it makes you a really well-rounded coach in, in terms of both marketability and business. But talk to me about that transition period. I mean, was it difficult to go from, you know, most people have the dream of being on stage performing, right? Those people are popular. They get the money you want. Uh, they get to go to all the parties. They get the notoriety. And then really embracing, you said, the, the writing into more of a transferable skill, you know, was that a difficult process? Was it a painful process? I'm going to say no. The reason being, uh, there's three elements, the reason why it was not a difficult transition for me. A, I already had a joy for writing. You know what I mean? I was already writing. I've been writing since 2013, just small quotes, sharing my thoughts and, you know, getting positive feedback from it. Majority of that content is online on Facebook. Um, 
But um, so after my friend, so this was the you know scenario one. After my friend had performed that song, he had fallen very ill, um, and for the next you know three to nine months, it was a very long time span, and he was just unable to you know be creative, be inspired because he was you know physically ill. There's a lot going on in his life at that time. Uh, so we had a conversation of, hey man, um, we don't know if we're gonna be able to continue in this way again. That time that was all i knew was music so he was saying yo um just to be honest brother um i think at this moment you know we should consider doing our own thing so that opportunity you know the availability my mindset to approach how i'm going to transition um and create success for myself uh, in the meantime which is now permanent right <laughs> but in the meantime um the way it was delivered the way the opportunity was presented again to be available to seek those things and comfort and confidence um was aided made it a little easier the second thing you asked me is about uh the celebrity um experience uh, me and my friend were very honest we did a lot of research we shared a lot of in-depth conversations of the lifestyle um that we prefer to experience as we age and get older through life in advance um and the more i learned how toxic and or invasive uh, the celebrity status can be, uh, the less and less attractive I became to it. it. In a way, for me, it became a turnoff. You know, I'm more of a, you know, be behind the scenes. You know, I'll show my face when it's necessary. Um, and I want to be able to speak on things that matter to me, um, you know, along with my gifts and my purpose, you know, my God-given gifts and my purpose here uh, to communicate and help others in a manner that I see as best, the best strength, the best use of my abilities, you know? So that was going to be the option number two. When I started to get more into self-help, you know, listening to content from John Maxwell, I was in a, a mentorship, leadership and entrepreneurship development um, training for about a year. We traveled and just getting more around the entrepreneurship, the mindset. And I like how uh, mature they handled their business as well as um, how reserved or quiet they were able to do and create such a big impact. I really enjoyed that element of being like a speaker. So you don't have to do everything at one time. And plus, you know, for me, like I said, just me and me enjoying books, man, and just reading and a lot of content, man. There's a lot of things I can say here. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of experiences, but pretty much a combination of those two uh, components. My friend getting ill, um, and then we discussing the, uh, you know, the potentially transitioning to our own space, um, and then my growing distaste for the potential invasive um, nature of the being a celebrity in the music industry. Those two things are, I would say those are the main contributors to why I decided to go in a different direction. So Corey, that brings us up to today, right? You've gone from the music industry, you've talked about reading books. So where are you at today with Coach Corey? Oh man, so uh, so I guess a little backstory about my intention. So the goal for my coaching practice is to uh, pretty much help people combat the fear of failure uh, with practical success to succeed in all areas of life. Um, that 
stems from my dream of creating a consulting agency um, called Champion Circle Inc. So me becoming a coach now is kind of introducing Champion Circle Inc. to the world um, as a reflection of myself. So it's kind of like a dual thing going on where Champion Circle would be the LLC or the big corp. And then I'd be an extension with my coaching practice. And it's just a, it's a lot that goes into it. There's too much details to share. Um, but right now, presently, I'm in the beginning stages of my life coaching practice. I've got my website uh, done. I've got my services ready, coaching practice, uh, coaching programs, you know, pretty much done as well. I've got a few content available, articles and stuff available as well. So I'm just ready to get started and learn again the professional version, the techniques to really be an effective coach. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so uh, I think a, a lot of people are also, you know, we have some seasoned people, we have some people that are in a very similar place starting brand new. So as you've started to develop it, it sounds like you have a big plan with kind of eventually rolling up into an LLC. What do you think has been the most important lesson as you've gotten your idea? And now how far along in your coaching journey are you? Well, again, so again, professionally coaching, you know, I just want to keep that as mm -hmm. like legitimate, you know, certified coaching, I haven't had a single client as mm -hmm. of yet. So right now I'm still in my first month, if you will. Um, over the yeah. course of my time in business as an entrepreneur, again, going from my second, my first business, uh, being self in this music group into now representing myself, uh, presenting myself as a confidence coach. Um, I've helped several, several people from peers to family members, you know, and for local entrepreneurs in the city of Orlando uh, via consulting, but undocumented because I was just doing it. Um, the sure. the way that my wife and I, my peers, we explained Selfless Music Group, the intention was to go with what was already in motion. Um, so I considered it as the training wheels, if you will, um, to get started in business again, because the ship had already sailed as opposed to starting something completely new, being Champion Circle Inc. in a completely different direction. I was already in the entertainment industry. Um, I already had the connections. I had the influence in the community. So I was like, well, let me continue with the momentum that I've gained, create a company off of it you know, make a difference and then eventually sell the business and then come back to the original plan, which would have been Champion Circle Inc. Yeah. So you're starting day one from professional coaching, even though you have years of, of a lot of parallel experience in the making. But what do you think has been the most the most eye opening thing as you're starting from month one as a professional um, coach? I think the starting out again, day one, Thank you. That's a really great question, by the way. Starting out day one, I think the most important thing is self-trust, self-trust. Um, again, because Champion Circle Inc. is so close to my heart, um, regardless of my experience of, you know, knowing how to manage a business uh, to an extent, um, because it was so close to my heart, so vulnerable, the idea to share with others, 
I didn't trust myself to introduce the plan, to carry it out, to see it through, to get started, to take a leap of faith and actually begin. So if you have confidence in your idea and you have the quote unquote validation from your peers, um, that is in the confidence of others, you know, others being strangers that you might have just had a conversation with at your job and they're like, hey, man, you know, it was great talking to you. You know, I think you do very well in, you know, in that. You know, those type of compliments that you receive based on how you engage with different people, uh, specifically um, combo with the validation of your peers saying, hey, man, I believe that's a good motion for you. Um, Leaning into that and really being empowered to move forward, at least to just take that first step, because once you get that first step, um, if you have the knowledge already, the experience, it's going to be like just picking up where you left off. You know, that's just that's for me. That's my two pennies. (laughs) Today, you don't have any clients, but you've helped friends and family. And I think that's a very parallel story that a lot of us realize that have gone into coaching, have felt like we've, we've used it in some other way. So how are you defining success in, let's just say, for the rest of the year as you're starting a new, a new business in Orlando? It's, you know, middle of a pandemic, lots of craziness going on. But what are some of your goals to define success for the rest of the year? Hmm, some of my goals to define success for the rest of the year. That's a personal question. So I'm going to answer it personally. Um, I used to be, uh, I'm a very selfless individual. Um, majority of my goals include, you know, embedded in my goals is to help others by default. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, my personal goals is to, um, I got to make a living. So generate um, at least probably $1,200 a month, um, effectively helping coaches or individuals um, develop their confidence and or their startup business, get their strategy idea, uh, their strategy together uh, to launch their business uh, with confidence um, in the same. Um, So that's going to be my short term goal, to be honest, is to just, you know, do that for a couple months. I don't have any humongous goals right now. I'm just trying to get to a space, get my brand out there, get my name out there, you know, coach individuals, get some skin in the game. Um, and then, you know, next year, hopefully write a book. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a revenue goal that you're hitting. And I think this is really important because while we've talked to in in previous episodes, we've talked to a lot of experienced coaches. There are many of us who are starting out or making that transition to being their own business. And I think having a, a very concrete goal is really important. So what is the next step for you to get closer towards your revenue goal? Obviously, getting clients is a part of that. But as a new coach, what is Corey doing and what is he setting as next step? Because the book is next year, right? Right, right, right. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) So my current step is getting my name out there, getting my brand out there. Um, So that way I can start coaching clients and really make a difference in their lives. So once that operation is optimal, you know, organized, I guess the following step after that um, would be to start creating affiliate relationships um, and, and figure out a way I can add value to, you know, companies that may have contributed to me um, and or offer, you know, great services to my clients um, that I'm trying to service, whether it's in a business sector and or if it's in a personal sector, you know, the whole thing is to create um, a system 
that inspires, effectively assists individuals, whether they're a business owner or just an average Joe or Sally, um, to be confident individuals, you know, so that way they can create more success, you know, across the board. So I guess that would be the next phase would be, you know, creating affiliate relationships. Yes, sir. And so when you're finding these clients, who is Corey's ideal client? Well, my ideal client... um, my archetype is, is its name is uh, Kyle, you know. <laughs> so Kyle's a twenty, you know, twenty in his mid twenties, uh, has a full time job, you know, uh, or a primary source of income. Believes in the potential for him to thrive and succeed, and you know, whatever his ambitions or her ambitions may be, but they lack the confidence, or they need their want they they are aware they need to develop their mindset to prepare for that lifestyle um so kyle right now he, you know he's he's struggling um in the internal warfare hey i believe i can do this no let me you know let me stop i'm not capable okay my friend said i'm good at this but i'll never be as good as you know those that type of internal dialogue is the individuals i'm really seeking to help um again it could be they want to start a business they might want to you know improve a relationship that they may have burned you know unintentionally or just um have better listening skills so they could be a more effective communicator um they could be you know for lack of better terms socially awkward and want to be more uh outgoing um you know so those type of you know soft skills is what i really hope to improve i'm not trying to teach anything specific um, I'm not a specialist in one particular area. Um, I just want to lay the groundwork and help people get those fundamental soft skills. So that way, again, they can be, you know, get their start on that journey uh, to being a more confident and independent individual. Yeah. Developing personas, especially for ideal clientele, is a very, very common marketing move. But I think it's also very, very good in coaching when you're trying to find like, where are the people that I would serve best? Can you talk a little bit about how right. you came up with the Kyle persona? Um, honestly, um, so there's another podcast called EO Fire. I wish I could, um, maybe mm-hmm. in the show notes, I'll be able to like give you the information exactly if you're okay with that. Um, but there's a podcast I listen yeah, to on yeah, EO like Fire. Um, and the young lady, she was talking about marketing versus branding. And she was saying how marketing mm-hmm. is the psychology of branding. You know, it's the psychology of getting in the brain of the consumer, understanding who they are and how you want to connect with them. Um, and then branding is going to be how you represent or present that information to that ideal client. Uh, the other resource that I've gotten that archetype idea from, reinforced it, I'd say, is um, Digital Marketing for Dummies. <laughs> that book is really good. Um, it really breaks down literally elementary um, how to create a funnel, you know, customer engagement, um, vetting processes, you know, what to consider in your archetype when you're just starting out. It's not like super specific. It's like, hey, this is as specific as you can be in the beginning based on what you know, based on who you are and the type of individuals you want to help. Super elementary. Those are really good resources that I've, you know, I've definitely, you know, gung-ho for those, man. Those are awesome for sure. Yes. So we'll definitely put the the podcast episode that you're referring to. Um, I okay, haven't heard sure. that one yet. And we'll put that book in the notes because those are great resources. There's a lot of us. We all got to start from somewhere. And if it's a good resource, we ain't going to hold that back. 
All right, so I'll give you one more then. Um, for anyone that is kind of in that space of not sure whether they want to be a pro or they want to continue, you know, just kind of playing with, toying with the idea of becoming a pro, Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield is incredible. That book really kicked my butt and it set a fire under my behind to really like, you know what, I'm going to go for it because why am I playing with the idea if I believe I can do it, I need to just get started. That book is, I'm just going to tell you now, that book is very direct. There is a few uh, profane language, but I think if, you know, it settles in the right mind, it'll be appreciated for sure. Nice. So Corey, what's coming up next for you after we launch this podcast? In regards to the ideas, how they are, you know, they start out huge and then you got to shrink it down to make the plan as practical as possible. So you start at the end and you start with the end in mind and you go forward in a way. Um, So I'm not 100 percent certain what my next step is going to be. I'm going to continue, you know, uh, trying to get more interviews on different podcast platforms. Um, But I mean, any up and coming events and stuff will be available um, on my Facebook page or excuse me, or you can check out my website, uh, cnariguiti.com, and they'll be able to find more information about me there. Um, But at this very moment in time, when you're asking these questions, I'm not 100 percent certain what my next what my next step is going to be after this podcast is launched. Gotcha. So nothing in the works yet, but more things to come. Corey, definitely thank you so much for coming on the show today. You mentioned your Facebook group. Where would you like people to connect with you after today? Um, I would say, you know, first and foremost, you know, check out the website for sure um, to get an introduction of who I am. Other than that, you can find me on Instagram, uh, cci.nery.nery.com. Um, Facebook, Corey Neri G, pretty much just if you type in my name, you know, fingers crossed, then I'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of ways to get in contact with me, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, most of the contact info is on my website, though. Great. We'll have a link to all those in the show notes. Corey, thanks so much for talking to us about the very beginning of your coaching journey. It's been a, a great conversation, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you very much, very much, Jason. Um, again, I wish you the most success on this platform, uh, Cross Street Coaching. It's going to be amazing, man. Just continue to do what you do. Um, I enjoy it, and you know, hopefully we can connect sometime in the near future, maybe create some some type of affiliate relationship. We'll just we'll have to see how it goes, man. You know, the possibilities are endless. No one can tell the future but I can see yours is going to be great for sure. Oh, we'll take the Pepsi challenge. We'll sit, we'll have you back on the show.